0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss innovations in a popular class of MarTech tools. Joining us is Brian Kotliar, who is the head of marketing and growth at Hightouch, which is a data activation company powered by Reverse ETL. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Hightouch is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. And today, Brian and I are going to discuss why you can buy virtually every marketing tool imaginable. All right, here's my first conversation with Brian Kotliar, the head of marketing and growth at Hightouch. Brian, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Great to be
2: here. Thank you for having me.
1: Excited to have you on the show. Excited to have a member of the Hightouch team, a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast here. Thank you for your support. And you're working in a really interesting time and an interesting place in marketing. Let's start off. Tell me a little bit about what Hightouch is and you're a, a reverse ETL company. What does that mean?
2: In a nutshell, the problem we solve is that basically we've all bought tons and tons and tons of tools in order to execute our work. We have tons of great ideas as marketers of what to do, but we're regularly and often blocked by a lack of quality data to execute our ideas. What we found is most of that data is actually present in almost every company. It exists, but it's inaccessible to marketers. So what our product does is it takes that data, typically out of a data warehouse where all that valuable data lives, and it gets it into the hands of marketers, into the tools where the marketers live, really simply, easily, scalably, in a secure way. And we're helping thousands of companies with that every day. There's an
1: interesting transition here where we're thinking about access to data. Obviously, high touch plays in this environment and how that data is fed into the tools that we have. Data warehouses, CDPs. I think high touch is technically a CDP, but also anti-CDP in some ways. And the goal of this class of product is to basically take your data and funnel it in a filtered sort of formatted fashion to the right tool so you can make the best use of it. Problem is, it seems like there's like 10,000 MarTech tools out and we kind of want all of them to do different things all at the same time. You've got this philosophy that you can buy every marketing tool imaginable, but they don't necessarily always help you solve your problems. Walk me through the philosophy and why do you think that's true?
2: Sure, so I guess first, temperamentally, something about me that I think actually a lot of my peers disagree with, but has served me quite well, is for somebody who sells technology for a living, I'm actually pretty hostile to buying new tech, which is odd, I guess, but I've very rarely found that what's blocking my ability to succeed or that on my team is like a marginally better email marketing tool or a marginally better content management system for my website or whatever else. The real ingredients of success are like creative ideas, finding an interesting audience, having good offers to give them, having the data to be able to actually target those people with those things. To me, those are the real ingredients of success. And the technology is really just kind of like, it's like a crowbar or something. A slightly better crowbar is great, but it's still a crowbar. You know, it's a piece of metal. So it's not that big a deal which one you're using in my general experience. It
1: feels very counterintuitive. You mentioned your job is to sell Martech, to sell software, to sell a solution. And it seems like you're kind of saying that most of the tools aren't useful. Help me make some sense of this. If all the tools are accessible and you can buy them, why isn't there actual utility from them? Is it that we already have access to similar tools and we don't know how to use them? Or is it that we don't have the data to actually implement the tools correctly?
2: little category, a little bit of category B. Basically, I think of this, and one of our founders has a really nice phrase to this, which is it's like a treadmill we get on where we're constantly just acquiring marginally better or not even better, sometimes just different versions of stuff we already have. It's very hard for me to believe that the difference between a marketer being successful that currently has Marketo is moving to Braze. I really find that hard to believe that that transition alone represents a 10xing in job performance and contribution to the business. I don't buy it. And I actually think that's borne out. In most, though not all cases, not to besmirch either of those products, they're both wonderful. So to the latter point that you kind of made there is I think that either of those technologies populated with good data about the audiences you're trying to reach and your internal information to help with targeting and personalization and stuff in the hands of a good marketer that can write an excellent email and a great subject line and put a good offer there and sequence it right is going to work. The problem is you need the marketer and you need the data more than you need the tool.
1: Let me fight with you for a second. I can send an email that will be received and read and consumed and hopefully responded to through my original AOL email address. Technically, it's possible. And I could do that at scale. I could write hundreds of emails and just manually send them through my old Yahoo account. In reality, it's probably easier to use some sort of a mail merge tool or some sort of an enterprise grade solution that allows me to send more emails more efficiently at scale. The The underlying premise here is that the tools might do the same thing, but there is efficiency and elegance in the solutions as they evolve. You mentioned Marketo and Braze as an example, one being a wonderful tool, but more of a legacy solution that's been around for long. One of them is the new upstart The tools do evolve over time. So if you're saying that all the tools can do relatively the same thing, isn't there some notion of iteration or efficiency over time as the tools and the tool sets develop?
2: Absolutely. What I want to tease apart of what you just said there, where I think maybe the disagreement lies is...
1: You actually can't send an email with your old AOL address anymore.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Like, that's the problem, right? I'm not saying that if you're currently trying to run a big enterprise shop on Yahoo, that you shouldn't go buy at least some HubSpot or something. That is, of course, a silly proposition. But what I'm saying is, imagine this. You're a CMO. You're being tasked by your board to increase the revenue contribution of your marketing department by 60% of year over year. And you have to go to your board with your strategy. Are you going to have on that slide, my primary strategy is to change from Marketo to Braze? There's not that level of curve jumping change available in most MarTech tool categories. There is real material quality of life improvement when you move from Marketo to Braze in a lot of cases. There's real long tail feature set changes that improve quite a bit. But that core experience of emailing large groups of people in a compliant way and managing unsubscribes and sequencing them thoughtfully, et cetera. I don't believe that at this point, there's a 60% lift available to you in that technology shift. I do believe that there is a 60% lift available to you in a strategy change in how you use marketing or in an audiencing change in who you're messaging and what level of personalization and stuff like that. And maybe in pursuit of that, you discover, oh wow, Braze is much better suited to my new strategy. But when you come at this as a MarTech problem first, that's when you really get into trouble and we're sort of on this treadmill often of just buying stuff.
1: I hear what you're saying in the sense of there's incrementality in improving your tool set but it might not be the step-level function of growth that you want by implementing a tool to replace one that you already have. Now, in some cases, and this feels counterintuitive, you're a reverse ETL, you're replacing all of the different CDPs. Most enterprise company have some sort of a CDP solution. feels like over the last five years, every company has become a CDP. And all of a sudden here comes reverse ETL saying, get rid of the tools, go direct to the data warehouse and have this middle layer, which is where you play. Why is high-touch different as an iterative tool compared to a CDP that seems like there actually is real incrementality over what you can do with a reverse ETL as opposed to a classic CDP? Why is that solution different?
2: The first thing I would say that I actually, it's interesting, I uncovered for a long, long time before I was even selling anything like this, I was a buyer of these tools. I use them. I'm actually quite new to Prispin in this particular category. And the thing I would say is that what even is a CDP is wildly debated and it's kind of unclear. If you actually try and do a feature comparison between what Salesforce describes as a CDP, what Adobe describes as a CDP and what Particle or segment, I think these are actually radically different solutions in a bunch of ways, it's quite interesting. So I do think that the first part is, is this is a confusing category. It just fundamentally is hard to figure out what you need and what to buy. And I hear that all the time when I talk to people. The point I would make is that there's a big paradigm shift happening in enterprise technology right now, and it's actually apart from high touch, apart from ETL. And what the actual paradigm shift is that I see, part of why I moved into this particular space is the warehouse. What I see happening is that we're starting to abstract the data set for execution of marketing activity away from the tool where the activity occurs.
1: Walk me through that because it's pretty nuanced we're extracting the data set from the tooling. So is that basically saying that marketers now need to basically be able to go into the data warehouse and grab data themselves, as opposed to enable the tool to visualize their data?
2: We see actually a bunch of, and this actually goes back to your original question. One of the reasons why high Touch is in the reverse detail category is quite interesting is a good product in this space, obviously I sell one, but I actually would just say any good product in this space should enable either of those two scenarios. Either the best data your company's got should manifest in your tool, so the UI you already know, you can just use on top of much richer, better, more valuable data than was previously available, or that tool should enable you to go and fetch what you need out of that warehouse, go explore it, identify what you want, and bring it over and then execute on top of it.
1: So fundamentally, what you're saying is that it's not the tooling, it's not the MarTech solutions that are actually driving your business growth. It's their ability to grab, ingest, and utilize the most accurate data. Really, the data, the segmentation, the strategy is what drives your incremental business results, not your implementation of a tool.
2: Basically, that's kind of what I'm getting at, and the exciting thing that's happening in this kind of warehouse paradigm shift is, and this is goes to your point about what's the difference between a CDP and a reverse tail and stuff like that, is that the warehouse is just a very unique phenomenon that it's like, you know, you get these ripple effects like we're having right now with chat GPT, like you have this initial implementation, and then there's this long tail of implications of it that only can play out over time. And something very similar, though, maybe not as like society altering is happening with the warehouse. Once you consolidate all this really rich, interesting information and start slicing and dicing it and modeling it and computing it, predicting next purchase, predicting lifetime value on all these different vectors in one place in the warehouse. And then you start to identify ways to start using it in all these other places. It's kind of like a one-way door. You just start to find all these fascinating applications for the data. And the thing is, pre-data warehouse, that just literally wasn't possible. You can't compute LTV in Salesforce. It's a fool's errand to try. You can't track all the behavior inside of a SaaS application down to click level and then manifest it for your teams to do stuff with in Marketo. It's a fool's errand to try. I've tried. I've been that fool. But the warehouse, it's trivial so once the warehouse kind of enters the picture it changes the relationship between all the surface area of how you interact with your customers and your prospects because this really rich enormous super valuable data set is suddenly there and the high touch weirdly is the ancillary effect we're just the connector that makes it so you can do all this now in all your existing tooling and all your existing martech
1: i'm going to be a noob here for a second and honestly i just set up my first warehouse this year Right. We grab all this data that we get from our podcast hosting platform. We put it into a warehouse. And for us, it's mostly a visualization. I want to be able to segment the data that's coming from my podcast in a way that's different than my hosting platform. So I have to grab it myself, and it needs a place to live. And I get it, look, there's data that's in one platform, you grab it, you put it in your own, and you can do some fun stuff with it. All right, you can even feed it to another tool. Great, there's your you know, reverse ETL solution. SCDP is supposed to do just that, right? It ingests all the data from all these different sources, and now you have a central repository. I'm still struggling with what's the difference. Whether my data lives in Tool A, My Data Warehouse, Tool B, the data is the underlying data. So why is it so important to grab all of your data, put it into this centralized place, and then be able to filter it out? Why does
2: it matter that you have this sort of central repository? Again, to be clear, it wasn't obvious to me before I started to explore this. In fact, when my team first came to me and said, hey, I think we should look into reverse detail, I was like, are you people crazy? I already pay literally hundreds of thousands of dollars a year right, for Segment, for Zapier, for Ricardo, for this, for that. I'm like, no, I don't want to spend more money on this problem. So I get it. Here's the main reason. It's a matter of speed, flexibility, and cost. I'll just really quickly explain all those things. First, speed. CDPs are very complex to implement. There's a lot of initial setup and implementation to get it all structured and in place in a very nuanced way that's very opinionated based on how the CDP likes to work. And it's just a ton of work. The nice thing about a warehouse is, to use your example, you already have it because you set it up to do your dashboarding.
1: I don't know, my my warehouse was a pain in the ass to set up. I think there's implementation for most companies, they already have a data warehouse set up. I'm yeah. just more making a joke of like, I had to go set up a data warehouse this year.
2: That was a pain in the ass. Yes, but you did it anyway before you had a CDP problem. You did it for your analytics. Now imagine tomorrow you want to move data out of it elsewhere. Do you want to spend another pain in the ass cycle setting up the CDP? No, I don't want it all to go away. That's why I have the tools <laughs> going
1: back to our original point. It's like, I think the tools have value, but
2: go on. So that's the first point. Once there's some data sitting in a place and by the way, it doesn't have to be a warehouse. it actually could be a spreadsheet.
1: You don't want to have to do two setups. You set up your data warehouse. That's table stakes. You don't want to have to set up a complicated tool to be able to ingest data from the data warehouse and other sources. I get you.
2: Yeah. And so it's just the implementation time is, is near zero. If you've got a dashboard or a good decent Google sheet, basically. The second point that's very interesting about this kind of warehouse thing is flexibility. This is a little nuanced, so I'll try and make it simple, but please push back if this isn't clear. Basically, you want to have your data reflect your business, not some concept that you inherited from Salesforce or Segment or Marquette or or whatever. And to explain that, I mean, I'll give you an example. We have a customer who's a pet company. And when they were considering us, we asked them, what's your hardest marketing data problem? What's the most pernicious, most annoying thing you've been trying to solve for a really long time that you haven't been able to resolve? They have CDPs, they have all these technologies. And they said, honestly, all I want to do is on the day that one of my customers' pets has a birthday, I want to send them a coupon for the pet's favorite food. Now abstract what has to go on to make that possible. You need to categorize, you have to understand when a pet's birthday is and they don't even know when their birthday is. (laughs) There's that too, what does the dog know? But you have to understand there's a person. What is the pet that belongs to that person? Do they have more than one pet? Typically yes, pet lovers usually have more than one. Then there's attributes of the pet. What are they a dog, are they a cat? What's their birthday? Now what's the most recent thing they bought in any given food category so that you can send them the correct coupon or correct toy or whatever? This is a very complex question to do seemingly a very simple thing. The only place that you can do this is in a data warehouse. There is no CDP, there is no CRM that will let you figure this out and do it at any sort of scale. Now, imagine if you want to do something complicated. What I just said is simple. I want to send them a thing on their birthday. What if I want to do something complicated? So the warehouse is the unique place that lets you manifest your business logic, what you need, whether it's a podcast or a pet store there. So that's why it's the flexibility point. And then the last point is cost. Kind of the dirty secret of CDPs is they actually just run on top of data warehouses. So basically what happens is you're storing your data in your data warehouse so you can do analytics. You're also paying segment to store your data in their data warehouse so they can move data around. You're essentially paying twice as for the same piece of information. So when you actually do a total cost of ownership thing and you look at this, you're like, wait a second, why am I paying two, three, four times over to store the same data point all over the place? You also want to pay Marketo to store the records for you or whatever. So like the more you can slim this down and look to a single source of truth and then stop paying for the same record to be stored in 12 places, the cheaper it is. There's an element of convenience
1: that is what sticks in my head here. There's a pain in the ass to set up a data warehouse. I've done it myself it's challenging to set up a tool on top of a data warehouse and then you have to be able to use the tool in the ui so to me like yeah in theory being able to grab manipulate store change export data from your data warehouse that sounds like it's the best solution for everybody it's cheap it's scalable it's flexible it's fast it's wonderful isn't it great but it's actually complicated. It's actually really challenging. And there's a reason why all these other tools and point solutions have come up because getting access to that data warehouse turns out requires an engineering degree. It requires support. It requires help. And you know, us brand marketers, we're not built for that. I'm not getting in and building data warehouses. I need someone smarter than me to do that. So help me understand what the right mix is for everybody who's not the engineer turned marketer that understands how to build their own data warehouse, grab, analyze, and export their data What's the right balance for us to understand that we do need that central source of truth, but we might not have the technical capability to understand it, and therefore we rely on the tools?
2: How do we balance those two things? I'll give you an example. My wife runs a simple photography business. Like, I'm not advocating for her to set up a data warehouse and reverse ETL and all those things. That's what she has you for. Exactly. That's true. I'm a tech support for her, my parents, you name it. Obviously, there's some threshold here where this is not the right solution, and you should just use the native thing that's in HubSpot or in whatever. And that's okay. What I would say though is, when you start to ask yourself questions, like if you're at a point in your business where you want dashboarding, you wanna look at trends over time, you wanna understand things, and you're starting to really study your business to optimize it, Typically, that is a signal of that growing maturity of how you're thinking about your business. And what tends to happen is that growing maturity triggers a growing sophistication of what you want to do with that data, how you want to grow your business, the tactics you want to execute. You didn't set up your data warehouse and start dashboarding on it because you didn't have questions. It wasn't just for fun. You weren't bored. Actually. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably stuff you wanted to learn and things you were hoping to change about your business to help it grow better so once you kind of hit that threshold of that sense of inquiry where there's value and more deeply understanding your business, what's going to happen is you're going to start investing time. And so what I would say is we literally have customers that just run this stuff off spreadsheets. Like you don't need the data warehouse, what you need is a dashboard. Once you have a dashboard and it's saying something interesting to you about your customers, the next question is how do I get that data where I can actually take action on it? And in some cases, you just download a spreadsheet and upload it to your email tool, or upload it to your ad tool, and that's adequate for a time but a business that's growing will outgrow that too. And at some point, your spreadsheet becomes a warehouse. And at some point, your download and upload is just too onerous to do. And that's where this tooling gets really interesting. So one person photo studio, maybe this doesn't make sense. 12 person small business, maybe still doesn't make sense. But growth begets complexity, begets something like this, which really solves a lot of those problems. You say potato,
1: I say potato. Mm -hmm. I think that we're saying a lot of the same things in different ways. As your business matures, your needs mature. I do think that there's a place in the world for different tools and tooling and all the point solutions that are in the MarTech industry, but there's an underlying truth that your business is only going to be as valuable as the data you collect and your ability to access that data and manipulate it the way that you need to evolves over time. And so at some point, your tooling runs out and you need to be able to grab your own data and build your own solutions. And that's where tools like your data warehouse and reverse ETLs really pay off. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brian Cotlier, the head of marketing and growth at HighTouch. Join us again tomorrow when Brian and I continue our conversation talking about usage-based pricing and product-led growth. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Brian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is b kotliar. that's B-K-O-T-L-Y-A-R. Or you could visit his company's website, which is hightouch.com.